Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. We got some COVID protocols going on. I was hanging out with the Michigan team too long, and so <laughs> I'm in I'm in quarantine for a minute. Zach's isolated. We're safe. That's what's important, Zach. We're not right. spreading it to Michigan State. We're just safe. So uh, recapping last week, Michigan went to Illinois and lost 68-53. Honestly, Michigan did way better than I thought that they would. They were down one with about six minutes left, and then Illinois pulled away. Uh, I don't understand what the deal is about missed layups for Michigan this year. Hunter Dickinson has missed a bunch of uh, bunnies, but he was out. They still they missed about 10 layups, and Illinois was shooting well from the stripe when they normally don't. Michigan almost took the lead a couple times late. Uh, to be honest, I thought it was pretty crazy they were in this game. They had a walk-on guarding Kofi Coburn a lot of the time, or 6'7", redshirt freshman Jace Howard had to guard him, uh, and it was pretty close until you know five, six minutes left when Illinois started pulling away. Uh, the schedule lightens up a little bit for a minute, so hopefully they get Dickinson back and can play with the intensity intensity they did against uh, Illinois. Um, they still can't buy a three. I think they made one three the entire game, so I'm not I'm still not thinking they're going to put together a good enough run to make the tournament. But overall, I mean, moral victory, haha, like amazing. Who who cares? <laughs> uh, but I mean not really getting blown out at Illinois without your best player couldn't have gone much better realistically. I mean, I feel like what, most of the game, it was unrealistic what was happening. Jace Howard blocked Kofi Coburn one time. Uh, that's whatever, but they lost. Yeah. I, I mean, all I pose is, is, is it a morale victory to lose by 15? And you already said morale victory jokingly, but I mean, you have so many guys out and so many guys or just so many guys just coming back from COVID. It's going to be tough to beat the only undefeated team in the Big Ten right now. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State went to Wisconsin and lost 78-68 and then hosted Penn State, won 61-56. I mean, we called it. Close was, yeah. loss to Wisconsin and then a win against Penn State. We're geniuses. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I the Wisconsin game wasn't as close as I expected it to be. Um, Ohio State – Ohio State actually, surprisingly, somehow, they shot better from the field than Wisconsin, but Ohio State was 15% from three, while Wisconsin was 43% hitting 10 threes. And that was really the difference in the game, that and free throws. And when when you're not hitting those big shots or making your free throws, you're going to lose. That was one of the frustrating <clears throat> frustrating things about the Michigan game is Illinois is making all these free throws. And they go, wow, Illinois really can't – usually can't make a free throw. And it's like, oh, cool. Glad yeah. this is the game they can. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because like there was a whole bunch of statistics that were identical uh, for them, but then you look at the three point and free throw statistics, and they're just w- one way or the other way. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it really wasn't that close. They they cut it close a little bit in the second half. They were down as much as seventeen though, and lost by ten. But yeah. it was a tough game. Got to shoot better. Wisconsin's really good. Yeah, but then I, yeah, I they Wisconsin sucks. I like it better when Wisconsin sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, they bounced back kind of against Penn State. I mean, they got the win. They won't, they, they struggled from shooting outside again, only hitting three three three-pointers again, shooting 66%. I wanted to look up – I didn't get a chance to look up Justin Arnn's three-point 
his outing the last few games since they've been back from COVID, he's just not shot the same. I it's it might be it's I'm sure it's really bad. Like, and he's us, he's usually the best three point shooter on the team. Um, I'd like to see Branham um, play better. I mean, he was one of seven from the field, rising star freshman. Um, and EJ Liddell continues continues to ball out, but. And it's hard to ask more of him, but he only shot 50, 50% from the free throw line going six of 12. It's just like little things that you could do better than it looks like not such a close win against Penn State. That's not very good. Yeah. I mean, he did have almost 20 in both of those games. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny to me that they they beat Penn State by more at Penn State. Yeah. They, well, got they, home they, and... they made like 12 three-pointers that, that game and then three this time. Yeah. It's a big deal. That's why it sucks when uh, your three-point ace, Caleb Houston, can't make a freaking shot. And then Eli Brooks is struggling because he's doing so much, I think. He's just tired. Like yeah. They need someone who's able to make a shot from the outside. I, I don't get how there isn't anyone, but it is what it is. Ohio State's uh, schedule lightens up a bit too. Uh, sure. coming up, but EJ Liddell's been playing fine. I don't think it'll really matter. Uh, but I mean, let's get into that. So Michigan uh, plays against Maryland in Ann Arbor January 18th and then at Indiana January 23rd. Um, so I said I'm not thinking Michigan will put a run together, but for them to prove me wrong, it it really has to start here. They're, they can't keep losing games. Uh, Dickinson or not, you've got to win these games. There's very little room for error. Um, also, I'm seriously, I thought if I would have said this at the start of the year, I would have thought either something is worse than it is now, or I would have been joking, but Jace Howard should start over Caleb Houston until Caleb Houston starts making some shots. Uh, Some guys do better coming off the bench. Maybe it would help Houston. Maybe it would slow the game down a little bit. Uh, Maybe he'd benefit from seeing the game before playing in it. I don't know, but something has to happen. Uh, my actual prediction for those two will be a split. I'll say a win over Maryland and a loss at Indiana. Uh, Dickinson or not, it kind of sucks that both these teams have a pretty good big guy, um, yeah. especially Indiana with Trace Jackson Davis. But, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis shouldn't be able to destroy Musa Diabate the way that Kofi Coburn did. Uh, I hope I'm proved wrong and in a positive way. I don't know. What do you? Who do you think wins those two? Yeah, the first one is more of a toss-up for me. Maryland's not very good, but you're still trying to work those guys back in that have been out from COVID. Um, I, I actually have them losing both games. There's only two teams in the Big Ten that are undefeated at home, and it's Ohio State and Indiana. So I think it'll be tough. I think it'll be tough, especially still. I like. I think even as guys are all the guys are back on the court, it's going to take time to recover from that. Clearly, like Ohio State still like has not shot the same and they've been back for weeks now. Yeah. Well, why, why do you think Michigan will lose to Maryland at home? Um, just not having all the guys back. And well, I mean, if, if, even if everyone's back, like I said, it'll be, yeah. it's tough to jump right back in. Like Ohio state went to overtime with Notre Dame when they jumped back from the COVID break and wait, what did I say? When you said a lot of things. <laughs> Just not. That's the when they, okay. So they came back and they played Nebraska and they went to overtime with Nebraska. I feel like I said Notre Dame for some reason, mm-hmm. but um, Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska is not a good team at all, and they went to overtime with them. And it's just like it's tough to come back when 
and play well when you're out from COVID, I think. Yeah. I, if I yeah, feel I mean, my, just my hope for Michigan to make the tournament right now is at like 5%, maybe 10. Uh, even as I say that, it's, it's more like five. And if they lose at home against a team without a head coach in Maryland, it's just zero. And I'll be, I'll be praying to God Jim Harbaugh comes back for the rest of basketball season until they announce it. And then after that, I'll just be looking forward to football. It's, yeah. I did not think we'd be in this position with Michigan yeah, I, basketball, but I don't think so either. Here we are. Uh, Ohio State plays the team formerly known as IUPUI on January 18th, and then they host Nebraska January 22nd. Two IUPUI? Yeah, and they drop an I. It's just IUPU. I don't know. I thought it was IUPUI still, too. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut it if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, Who do you got? Um, I, I got Buckeyes winning both of them here. I mean, they went to overtime with Nebraska, like I said before, but um, I think it's cool that they were able to reschedule one of those games that they missed in December. I would like to be like Kentucky or something, somebody a little more challenging, but um, I'm sure IUPUI is going to pay check from playing Ohio State, and that's why they accepted this game. But, yeah, I mean, IUPUI, I was looking them up, they're not good at all. Like, Ohio State should win by 30. And then Nebraska – Almost the same boat. They're probably not as bad. They're not as bad as IUPUI, obviously, but um, I don't. Yeah, Nebraska's not good. Yeah. So you game. say they should win. By the way, I was wrong. It's still IUPUI. I don't know where I read that, so I'm just wrong. But um, uh, you say they should win by thirty. Do you think they are able to blow a team out? I think they'll blow IUPUI out. Yes. Okay. I, I looked up their schedule when they put them on the when they put them back on the schedule. I, I looked up their record when they put them back on the schedule, and I was like, "They're really playing this team." I think, I think at the time they had like two wins, and one of them was like a Division three team that they had played for some reason. And I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> this this might be the ultimate test of if, can Ohio State blow someone out?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they had a couple early in the year, but. Yeah, I think it's funny how many of their games are close. I would take a close win over a Michigan <laughs> loss any day. So whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, I got Ohio State over both. If Ohio State doesn't blow out Nebraska in Columbus or IUPUI, I might seriously downgrade Ohio State a little bit. Uh, it's weird how they struggle to separate in some of these games, but yeah. they also win a lot of their games. So, yeah, like I, I said, think- I can't complain about a close win. I think it kind of rides with, kind of rides with EJ Liddell a little bit. Is why games are so close. Is like he kind of like kicks it into another gear when he needs to and hits those shots needs to hit at the right time. But when and he he's not hitting those, then the games are closer. Yeah, when he's not in that next gear. Right. Any? Uh, do you have any Big Ten thoughts? Yeah, I was looking at the standings. I was like, Rutgers is in the top five. That's crazy. I mean, they got Geo Baker and couple other guys ron harper jr still early they beat michigan yeah they beat purdue they beat purdue they're higher in the big 10 standings on purdue right now Rutgers to the tournament let's go yeah i think that's cool and then this isn't necessarily big 10 takeaways or anything but nine ranked teams lost on saturday that's insane wow yeah that's wild yeah i mean a lot of them were there were a decent amount of top 25 teams playing each other, but 
a good handful of them were on well, ranked teams. Did you watch the Michigan State game? I watched the end of it, yeah. So, I mean, that, that was my <laughs> only Big Ten thought. They they got 18 chances in the last three seconds against yeah, that was... Pete Nanceless Northwestern and still lost. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've, they've been playing with fire for the last few games and finally got bit mm-hmm. despite, in my mind, what was a couple head-scratching calls down the stretch yeah. that all went their way. Uh, it's like the refs were scared of his own, like, oh, we'll give you one more chance. We'll give you one more chance. Uh, and even yeah. on the last – so Marcus Bingham had the one-and-one uh, and missed the front end down two. But uh, I think it was Madi Sissoko. I watched the replay. He, like, flails backwards. It's like he was trying to draw another foul. I, was, I watched it a few times. I was like, there's no way this dude yeah. this big went flying from the guy that looks like Jaron Falls from Michigan. <laughs> but they didn't call it. The game finally ended. When – when they called the foul that sent Bingham to the free throw line, I was like, this is almost worse for Michigan State. Like, I'd really doubt he makes both of them here. But, I mean, she's not, he's not a horrible free throw shooter, but I just had a feeling he wasn't going to make both of them. Yeah. The first one. <laughs> when, when they called the foul, I was like, for sure, he's making both and they're going to win in overtime. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Michigan State finishes top three in the league. I don't think they're a top 10 team. I think they're maybe top 20. We could say probably, I think around number 20. Uh, they've just got to stop turning it over so much is the biggest right. thing. Right. They turn the ball over so much. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. What I don't understand about Michigan State, and that it, it isn't just this year, and I'm honestly kind of pissed that Michigan doesn't try it. Uh, they just go so fast, and it's like most teams don't even try to stop it. They get so many easy buckets. Even off made baskets, it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just get back. And it's fun to watch. Set too. up in the half court. Yeah. I don't know. I said it to my brother one time who's a state fan, and he's like, oh, they have counters to it. Like, oh, okay, but surely if it was this easy, everyone would go fast. And not mm-hmm. many teams. It's like they, they just yeah. push it. If it's there, shoot it. If not, don't. And they get so many layups in transition, even off made baskets, like I said, it's it's confusing to me how teams well, don't sure, try to get back. I'm sure that's where some of their turnovers come from is pushing it so much. Maybe they had a few – they had like five turnovers making a half-court – like they were in the half-court offense making an entry pass to the big, and it was just a bad pass. Yeah. Went out of bounds. I'd, they had one earlier in the game where it was a bad pass – dribbled out to Gabe Brown and made like a 30 foot chucker at the end of the shot clock. And I was like, I don't know, like it should have been a turnover dribbles out to him and he makes it. But yeah, I just don't like, I don't, I don't get how teams don't try to get back. It's like teams are just jogging Michigan state sprints, gets a layup. And it's, yeah. I don't know, whatever way to go. Tom Izzo. no one stopped it yet. So why? Yeah. Why take it out of the playbook? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, hopefully next time we're in person. Uh, yeah. I I can't go to Quality Dairy, so buy your cider, your donuts. There's no cider. Buy your donuts, your snackies, all at the lovely Quality Dairy. All right. Go we'll see you next time. Go blue. <laughs>